to play in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Turn handle in left side. Finds a little bit of a hole, keeps his leg moving. He's across the 40, midfield, 45, he's on the run winch. 40, pushes the man, 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15, he could go. He is going to go. Touchdown, Seahawks. Oh, my word. A 67-yard run. Marshawn Lynch, unbelievable. The beast is alive and well. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap. He drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. Come on. It has been decided, maybe since the safety in the first quarter. 12, they're bringing the trophy home. Your Seahawks, Super Bowl 48 champion. Ladies and gentlemen, Seahawks and football fans everywhere, a very warm welcome back to the We Talk Seahawks podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Um, I hope you've all had time to dissect the news and everything. This is our first podcast since the, uh, the Russell Wilson and the Bobby Wagner explosion on that day of destiny. Um, so I hope you've all been processing that and, and your brains are in a in a more stable mind now as ours are somewhat I'm sure we're not I don't think we're completely sane yet but there we are um but tonight we're going to not focus on Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner um we're going to go over the free agency period so far um obviously it's been about two weeks now since free agency kicked off and the Seahawks have made a, a handful of moves um and we're going to dissect those tonight uh, we're going to do a separate podcast for the guys that we've let go uh, and haven't retained at this point um, and cast our eye over that and, and, and get our opinions on that. But tonight, um, because we don't want to keep you for too long, you know, these are short and short and snappy pods that, that you know, keep you all interested, hopefully. Um, so we're just going to go over the guys that we've signed tonight and the guys that we've retained um, and, and, and sort of cast our eye over them, give them, give the signings grades, see where they all are. Uh, they fit into the system, um, and, and that's really that's really it. Um, we, we're going to do it a little section at the end as well, just to see if there's any guys that we all still have our eyes on that potentially remain unsigned as as of the time of recording that we that we might like to see added to the Seattle Seahawks locker room. Um, and that's going to be it for tonight. Um, but joining me, as always, is Mr. Positive himself, Pez. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. Getting there, get feeling a bit better than the last podcast. My uh, yeah, yeah, Lemsip change working. Yeah, change of accent, like nasally. But yeah, we're getting we're getting there. Um, Good. Can I just say quickly because I know we said we weren't going to mention Russ, but fuck right. me, he moves he moves on quicker than quicker than anything, doesn't he? Um, all over his social yeah. media with his new boys in town and that, and I Sierra's doing. Doing a bit to kick us in the balls as well, like with a nail, a new nails, and like having little slide digs about his old team and that. That pissed me right off. Let him crack on. Let him crack on. We'll see what happens next season, eh? When they come to Seattle, that's all. That's all we're gonna say. Um, but yes, I, I have noticed that as well. I'm sure everyone's noticed that. That uh, Jordan Brooks, absolute leg snapper. 
<laughs> Jordan Brooks legs. Is that his new nickname? Is it Jordan Brooks legs? Snapper. TV me. Um, yeah, Josh. As always, joining me as well. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, really good. Um, looking forward to this one because it's a. Uh, I like a bit of a what if at the end. Like, who would you prefer? Yeah, I love a bit of fantasy football and a bit of Madden, so this is perfect. It's right on my street. But the, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about the free agents we've signed as well. Lovely jubbly. Um, well, I'm, I, I'm not going to keep you any longer than you need to be kept, so let's just get straight into it. Um, let's start with Uchenna Nuwosu. Um, I, I'm going to class him as a linebacker. Um, that's what he's listed as on the Seahawks, Seahawks website. Um He's pretty much just as capable as playing from the edge as he is at linebacker as well. Um, it's a two-year, $19 million deal. I think he's got about a $6.5 million cap hit for 2022. Um, he's still only 25 years old. So for me, uh, the grade that I'm going to give this one, um, I'm going to give this one an A, to be honest. Um, I I really like this kid. Um, and it's a really, this is the sort of, type of signing that I had in mind in the sense of not just a rebuild, but sort of retooling. And, and these are the kind of signings that you should be making for me in free agency. He's relatively cheap. He's young, still a lot of upside. And he's proved that he's a, that he's a good starting player in, in the NFL so far on a, on a, on a good charges defense, a decent charges defense. Um, five sacks last year as well with 40 tackles, 12 quarterback hits, um, 23 hurries, eight tackles for loss. So this kid can play. This kid can play, and this kid, being 25 years old, uh, I'm saying kid, like I say he is 25 years old. Um, but I forget he's older than you. He's older than me. Yeah, he's so, <laughs> older than you. Yeah, <laughs> bigger kid. kid, bigger kid. Um, Come on, big kid. Big kid. Yeah, that's his new nickname, Big Kid Nuwasi. Anyway, um, yeah, for me, for me, I, I really like this guy, and um, yeah, 25 years old, plenty of upside productive, versatile, you can like say you can line him up as a linebacker off the ball, kind of Sam outside linebacker guy, or you can rush him from the edge, he's just as capable there. Um yeah, I, I don't know what your guys' opinions on this is, but for me that's a that's a great A signing so far. I uh, I think we found your Jordan Brooks. Because I wasn't Ooh. too sold on this guy when they just look at bare stats. Right. But then you went on a passionate delivery about how this guy could be amazing and I thought the passion's there so I'm going to roll with James on this one Thank you. I'm, I'm, personally I wouldn't say A just yet just off first initial mm-hmm. it, it, the more I look into him it's the like my initial thing was the sacks are a bit of a concern mm. it, it, the way they're talking about they want to play him and people are saying like how he can fit into the team. I don't watch the Chargers, so I don't know who he had. Well, he had uh, Bosa, didn't he, with him on the he line? Bosa, so, yeah. so was he was he almost like a clowny figure for Bosa? Do you know, like he was the disruptor, and then Bosa. Bosa's the, the headline bo- guy, isn't he? So he's he's the yeah. one that they want to try and get you know the the pressure the most. But I think but, he was a very nice complimentary piece. To- <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 sacks did. I looked at that first, and I thought the way they brought him in to want to play with the amount they spent. I thought that's a bit of a concern. But then it's the quarterback hits and it's his uh, hurries and pressures yeah. that are like the the better things from his game, and mm. especially putting him on teeing him up with uh, Daryl Taylor. Yeah, 
Mm. I think you could get even more out of his game through that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they could really become a really good one-two punch Mm. um, on the line. So I wouldn't say in A personally. I'd I'd probably say B for now on initial evaluation. That's fair. Um, Because he's definitely definitely one of the higher. The more you look into him and Mm. the more you envision him slotting into the team, I wouldn't say any lower than a B personally at this stage without seeing him at all on the field yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think it just, it it gets me excited at the thought of him, Brooks and Taylor. If that's your three sort of as your linebacker core going forward now, I think that's all the young, all with still upside to develop. And, And like I say, we all had and still do have question marks and concerns after Bobby's release about the, you know, the future of the linebacker position in Seattle. Um, and I think this guy and, like I say, with the development of Taylor and Jordan Brooks probably sliding into that middle linebacker spot now, it looks a lot more healthier and it's a lot more exciting now for me going forward at the thought of a young young linebacking core that are all talented. Um, and, 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 of course, there's going to be a drop-off from Bobby Wagner, but not a massive, complete, you know, we, I think a lot of people had the thought that the linebackers are just going to be awful now. Now, now Bobby's gone, the linebacker group's just going to be awful and that's just going to get exploited. I think I, I don't think it is. I still think that's going to be a very good unit going forward. Um, and I think he's going to be a real nice complimentary piece um, for me. Um, I think it is still exploited. Hmm. Because um, at this current moment in time with the state of the team, with especially the sign showing that Jordan Brooks isn't going into the middle. Everyone mm. who has an insight seems to think that Jordan Brooks is staying on the outside. I personally think that's stupid because mm. everything he did at college towards the back end was all middle linebacker. That's where he kind of became that first round talent, what a lot of teams are after. Yeah. Um, and I still think there is a glaring hole there because I don't think Cody Barton's it. No. Um, but I, he, but he helps. Yeah. This addition helps. I want to say his name, but I'll just get it absolutely wrong. I'll say it for you, mate. Uchenna Nuwosu. Nuwosu. Um, yeah, so kid. that addition really does help. But... Like just off a bit of a tangent with the linebackers, that that middle, until we get a clearer picture of what they're doing yeah. there, Cody Barton ain't it. No, he's not. But this guy is. Josh, what do you think? Um, I would be so my, my the way I'm grading this. If I'm going to give anyone an A, they're going to be an out and out superstar that we've managed to bag in free agency. Now, those of anyone that knows what we've signed or who we've signed we've got no a's a b for me is a standout talent and a c is a developmental guy who has got upside that being said nuosu is a talent he's got a lot of upside i'm going to give him a b minus right purely because i'm i'm excited to see what we do with our the new defensive front where it's going to be three, four where he's going to line up. Obviously if where Brooks is going to line up, we've got Taylor as well. I think Barton, I think he gets a lot of shit 
because of his previous plays, but he's never actually had consistency in the middle. You never know. Put him in there consistently. It could work out all right. I mean, he did all right last season, tail end of it. Um, and he was playing close to the line. He was putting in some big hits. No one was getting through him. Um, but for also, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do because he looks to have the talent. Like I said five sacks, forty combined tackles, or twenty four solo, sixteen assists, eight tackles for loss, seventeen QB hits. I'll take that all day. Um, and hopefully we can get more production out of him with the young players around him. And I think that, as I said it in the last podcast, I think Pete really treasures youth. Mm. And I think that is being displayed with a lot of the, the signings we've made. Um, and the fact that he is trying to bring that average age of the team back down. Because, let's face it, it wasn't that. It was it was so high last year with some of the players we had. Um, but yeah, I, B- minus for me. Yeah, that's fair. Like I say, he is—he's is, he's got a lot of upside. Um, I'm going to stick with an A just up, just before we leave. I'm going to stick with an A because, <laughs> like I say, he's my, he's well, my you, new you John Brooks well, you now. Too, yeah, he's my new John Brooks now, so I've got to back him. I'm going to I'll give him an A. Um, no let's go to the Jersey next guy. Too. Back him to the death, brother. Back, back him, him to, to the, the death. death the I will. Let's go to the next guy who I might not back to the death, um, but we'll see. I, I remain open-minded. Um, Artie Burns, cornerback from Chicago. Um, I don't know much about him. It's a one-year, two-million deal, really cheap, sort of. It, it, it screams like a Sean Desai signing. Obviously, Sean Desai, the new guy coming from the, uh, the Chicago Bears. Obviously, a guy that he feels he can coach up on, a, on a, like I say, another one of uh, Pete Carroll's not a reclamation project, but finding a, a, a diamond in the rough kind of guy that, you know, Sean Desai can coach up. And and look, if, if if Desai wanted him and Desai thinks there's something there in him and he can coach him, then for one one year and two million, you can't really complain. It's it's nothing really, is it, in, in NFL terms these days. So um, he, he played in 11 games last year for the Bears, started six, no interceptions, but, you know... He's, like you say, he wouldn't be signing a one-year, two-million deal if he was, you know, a bona fide starter. So I think he's going to come in early doors, find his role on special teams, and whether through injuries or through scheme looks and different different ideas, different fits. I think he will see some game time, and clearly he saw, you know, a decent amount of game time in Chicago. So clearly, you know, he's not just going to be a guy that will throw away on special teams. I think he will play. Um, but I think look, he's not going to be a starter from day one, is he? Um, so for me, I'll, I'll I'll give this one a C. It, it like you say, Josh, using your using your metric scale, I'm going to say that this guy's a C. He's a young developmental guy. Um, I think he's still only 26, 27. So he's still got some some years ahead of him yet in the prime of his career. Um, yeah. So it, like I say, he's he's a guy. Hopefully that they that they're going to bank on a little bit of coaching might might bring the best out of him. So yeah, I'll give it a C. Cheap deal. What do you think, Pez? Um, I'm going to say worse. Right. <laughs> From what what I've seen, um, I'm going to say around the C minus D mark. On a deal like that, he's solely been brought in, like another guy we're going to speak about who got brought in for uh, Dickens, uh, Dickerson and um, Waldron. I just feel like he was just solely brought in for Desai, but. It's just almost like, like Josh said, we don't have any A's. It's not like they're going, here you are, Desai. I'm going to get you this star from the Bears who you've worked with in the past. 
I'm just going to find. I'm just going to get the cheapest guy. And now, yeah, Desire might be. He, he might be like, actually, he's got loads of talent. He was just not used correctly, or you know, something like that with the Bears. Mm. He might not have been shown in a good light because he got burnt so many times. It's not nice looking at a lot of his tape. And I just feel like it's just one of them stupid, cheap picks, like you said, where Pete's like, he shows a little bit of talent and might be able to make it grow. But without going yeah. on a too negative spin with it, I don't have a, a lot of faith in anything Pete does. <laughs> like, right. I don't, I, I just, I, at, the, at the moment, uh, even though, I'm for, like just a fan in the UK. Mm-hmm. I'm almost being like a little stubborn bitch and being like, <laughs> "You need you need to prove something to me before I buy into this." Right. Whole. He he, he won a Super Bowl. Like that's that's surely that's enough to prove. Fair play. He's had some lean years, but never, apart from last season, they were never awful. Let's face it. There's a winning culture there. He, he's got the right players. <laughs> And and we I was as we've seen last season with people like Sidney Jones, even DJ Reed, he can he can pluck a cornerback out of obscurity, and he's a cornerback's coach. Like I'm not saying I'm with you on the grade, by the way. For me, Artie Burns is C minus D, but give him a shot. He's played for Desai before. Desai's obviously seen him being available and gone, bring him in. He'll do us a job. And I'll. I'll I'll admit, it's, he's far from an A, definitely not a B. C minus D is where we stood. But you never know. If he becomes another DJ Reed, we're going to be kicking ourselves. I, I The one thing I have when it comes to Pete's players he picks up is cornerbacks. Pete knows cornerbacks. Like he, so, when, when you get people like Sherman at what fifth round of the draft. So it, the proof's in the pudding, mate. You look, DJ Reed's a pre, <laughs> is, is, is a current one, and then you've got Sidney Jones as well. Who Sidney Jones at Jacksonville was toss in college. Right. He was brilliant, and then he's come into our system, had coaching from Pete, and Pete has made him a serviceable cornerback. Okay, but then the the uh, counter to that, I'd say, is a killer with a spoon. Um. Dumbo, Trey Flowers. Flowers. (laughs) So, to to just to kick back on them from concert time, Akello Witherspoon was signed because he was available. He came in, they realised he wasn't going to suit the system, so they fucking shit-canned him. Fair enough. Then Dunbar was just a prick. Out and out, anyone in in the off-season is arrested for, even though he was cleared of it, for being involved in an armed robbery at a family barbecue... Is a grade A, a weapons grade bell end. Must have been right. a nice barbecue, and, though. Well, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> just holding hold people up for like, you know, burgers. Um, and Used then, to it in the northeast. <laughs> <laughs> cheeky boy. Um, and then, who was your last one? Trey, Trey Flowers. Flowers. Trey, oh, Trey, well, Trey Flowers was a safety. They converted him to a cornerback. And he proved with the Bengals that if you put him in the right position, He's he all right. He's 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 not a great player. I'll give you that. But he was a safety that they converted to a cornerback because they went, "You've got the attributes. You're long and lanky." Then he went to cornerback and they went, "Oh, actually, shit. Now, but we need to stick with him because we've got to fuck all else." 
So yeah. So basically, I, I, basically what we're saying is, Artie Burns is either going to be Richard Sherman or Trey Flowers. There's going to be no in between. <laughs> I, I, be... I, I don't think it's going to be Sherman. So I, I, my thing is with everyone we're signing, especially cornerbacks, that all. And we've said this in previous pods. The way we're going is aggressive. We want cornerbacks that can hit. And Artie Burns isn't our typical he, cornerback. He's not a long, lanky cornerback. He's pretty stacked. <laughs> he does it. He does it every year, though, doesn't he? He, he? he literally, like you said, Josh. He is. He is a cornerback thing. And I, I, I might be a little bit pessimistic and hard, but this off season, like, I'm going all in on the. Prove me wrong, train. Yeah. And Josh, don't you worry. I'm writing all them <laughs> checks. So if he does prove me wrong, I will happily sit here on the podcast for 10 minutes whilst you laugh at me and I'll happily go, while we prove me wrong, fair enough. The, the, the worst thing is, I won't laugh at you. You will just have my smug face <laughs> over this call for whatever podcast it is. I mean, I, I I'm think literally going to have to talk about a podcast about how Pete Carroll knows more about football than Pez from Preston in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> who, I don't think we we'll need to do a podcast on that. Who, will we? who can't even who can't even tell you the like the in the complexities of a run play or something. <laughs> right, but we can because we, we spent loads of time on Artie Burns. Can we move on to I think what unanimously <laughs> is one of our favourite players that's been signed in free agency. Yeah. Q Jeff. Q Jeff. Clinton Jefferson. All right. Two years. A plus is all over the board. A plus is everywhere. He's so if you're gonna grade him the way we have done, I'm gonna grade him as like a C. But he as a player is a bit of a journeyman. Obviously he spent all that time in Seattle, went to Buffalo, then he went to the Raiders. But I just love the guy. I can't help but like every time you see him on an interview or on the field, he just brings so much energy and his cleats every single game are shit hot. They're amazing. And eight, I, eight. I just I like those those players that come in, do a job. They know they're not the superstar, but they'll they'll happily rotate in, do what they can and do it for the benefit of the team. A plus for energy and yeah. cleats. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Yes. For me, I, I'm going to I'm going to give it a B. Um, you you know what you get with Quinton Jefferson. I'm, I'm I'm looking through his sort of his sack record. Um, he obviously had one sack in 2017, but he didn't play that much for us in 2017. But through a full season in 2016, he had three sacks, then three and a half sacks um, in the, in in 2019, three sacks in Buffalo, and four and a half sacks, a career high four and a half sacks in uh, in Las Vegas last year. Um, so you know what you're going to get with him. He's a solid interior pass rusher who's going to provide constant solid pressure on the quarterback and and is going to get to quarterbacks every now and then and and for me that that as as a rotational guy as a guy to keep sort of you know if you want to drop big Al Woods out and and give him a bit of a rest you chuck Quinton Jefferson in if you want to drop Puna Ford up you can chuck him in it is he's a solid dependable rotational option And, and for that you can't really argue he knows the system he knows Pete Carroll he knows Clint Hurt Clint Hurt, he's already said, was a big part of him coming back um, with, with obviously Hurt's promotion to the DC role now. Um, yeah, he, he, he seems like a good character. Um, he doesn't like beer being thrown at him, um, so that's a plus. Um, but <laughs> So we'll, I'll look forward to that uh, in the future as well with Quentin Jefferson. Hopefully there'll be no beers thrown at him this time around. But uh, but yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a solid player. B, B- for me in, in that sort of range. Nothing, nothing super, but a good player. What do you think, Pez? 
Oh yeah, I love everything about him. Just, oh good. Yeah, I, just, then. I don't know what he is. He's an energy guy, isn't he? He's just a fan favourite. Can't do anything wrong in my eyes. Loved it when he came back. I saw that news. I was like, yeah. I I genuinely. Love that to bits. I went. I, I did the vocal. Yes. And my missus was like, "What's up with you?" I was like, "Don't worry about it. It's fine." It's not a bad contract either, is it? She just, really? she just won't understand. She just won't understand, won't she? No, she won't. So I've tried to. I took her to an NFL game in London, and she lost interest within the first ten minutes, and just proceeded to get battered. So, and that was at like Wembley. So eight pound a pint. So it cost me a hell of a lot. She it cost me to get her drunk more money than it cost me to get me drunk. Yeah, but what game was it though? I think it was. Was it the Browns? Oh well then. No, well then she can get bored. No fucking Fucking Baker Mayfield running around like an endless chicken. Yeah, fucking I'd get pissed as well. Mate. It's, it's happening, mate. It's going to happen. We'll discuss that at the end. It's not. It's not. Right. Before we get into that, before we yeah, get into yeah, that yeah, rabbit yeah, hole, yeah. let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go, go with another that. Bears guy. Let's go with another Bears guy that we've signed. Um, I'll try and pronounce his full name, and then I'll go by his conveniently easy uh, nickname that he's uh, supplied us all with. So thanks for this one, um, Joel Iegbuniwe. Um, I think is is a that, that's as good as I'm going to get. So I'm, I'm going to stick with that. Um, or Iggy, as we as we're going to call him, or as he likes to be called. Um, one year, just over a million dollars. Um, I think he's a, a typical special teams kind of signing. Um, he'll find his role there. From from all I've heard, again, Sean Desai clearly likes him. Um, clearly respected the role that he played on special teams. Um, seems like a lot, um, like like a Nick Ballor kind of guy for me. I think this is what we're kind of going to be looking at. Maybe like Ben Bakervin. Obviously, he's listed as a linebacker by trade. Um, but I can see him being a sort of like a Ben Burkirvan kind of guy who finds his role on special teams, might see the odd snap or two here and there. Um, he might surprise us all, but um, it, it, in, in terms of, I think we, we say this quite a lot in, in the Seattle community, and, and we've said it a few times on this podcast, that our special teams unit is genuinely one of the best units in the league, the special teams unit. We, we do seem to pay a lot of attention to getting it right on special teams. Um so if he can come in and be a big contributor on that, then then he has to a really good unit. So that's a really good signing for the special team. So um, it, it depends how you look at it. So for me, yeah, it's a, it's a C, isn't it? it? It's you can't get too excited about it, but it's uh, we're basically it, it, it's basically a free transfer, isn't it? Really, one year, one million. So you can't really argue with it. I, I gave him a D. I was like, first yeah. of all, I said, yeah, I'm being too kind. Yeah, I'm being too kind. Just a happy chappy, mate. I'm. I'm just. I've had years in management career where I'm used to downgrading people. No um, that's how it makes me Belittling them, Josh. Yeah. No. Excuse me. You do it constructively. You never give someone an A because if you give someone top marks, there's no room for improvement. So I'm going to give Joel. He, he, Very professionally said, mate. Anyway, um, I'm going to give him a D because I hope by the end of this, when we do a review that has gone up to a C or a B, whether it is a contribution on special teams or it's him actually showing out and proving that he deserves a starting spot in the linebacking core. But D for now, don't know that much about him. His stats are pretty piss poor, if I'm honest. But if he's only been playing special teams, what else can you expect? Um, D? That's yep. fair enough. I'd, 
I bounce on the, what Josh said. D, um, you look at his stats, very, very minimal, even though it says he played, except for 2019 where he didn't play one game, but he played all 16 games for his first three years and then only 11 last year without knowing exactly why that was. But, yeah, it's... Like, he had a forced fumble last year. Like, can we get excited? He, he had a forced fumble. It, it's, it, it, it's a D, and I just... He is one of them. He's, he's like, special teams padding at his price mark. Pete's looking at that again. It's typical Pete and John in the free agency. They're giving Desire a couple of guys, but they're just finding these cheap gems. Well, cheap pieces what they're going to try out and ho- and they're hoping they might be able to take some out of him in a new culture like they love the culture word and they've got design the new culture and they're going to bring him in the new culture and then he's going to be a unicorn and he's going to be amazing he's, he's going to be the bin juice and if you don't know what the bin juice is it's a, a sporting term for those people that are at the very bottom of the bin you know, that all that stuff that just gathers there and is a bit, uh, it's got no use, but every now and again it gets thrown out somewhere. That's basically what he's going to be. He's going to come in as a rotational player and he's on a million pounds for a year. They might try him out, nothing will happen, and he will just become a tackle bag holder. Yeah. But again, might surprise us. I, I, I live in hope. But for but now, he's, day, captain of, he's captain of the bin juice for me. Yeah, you yeah, could have just said tackle bag holder. bin juice. He's tw- 26 years old. He came from Western Kentucky. Like, you're not expecting him to be anything special, but if they can get, like, if they could put him with Brooks and or maybe use him on the edge with Daryl Taylor and he vibes in that gel. Because like, you don't know, he's only been at the Bears. The Bears has been very mm-hmm. toxic for years. If I'm going to chuck my little positive pez on the, on the, on it, he's been at the Bears for all, all his career so far since he was drafted for the three years. Is it three years? Well, four years? Yeah. No, but no. But, but I, again, I just think... Those were decided, said, go and get him. He's actually a decent player. He's just been underutilised. So I'm, I'm, throwing, I'm casting shade on the fella and he might actually be all right. It's just not the yeah, opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So putting a bit of a... Going into James's positive, give everyone an A and hope for the best. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, go on then. Give him an he A. He might have just, he might, he might have just been, he might have just been at the Bears. And let's face it, whether people want to admit or not, it's been a very toxic club for many a year. Like, was was it they got to the playoffs and Trubisky got benched or something daft like that? Like, you know, mm. shit, shit, shit moves like that. You can't trust a team like that to know. Can't what say a bad word about Trubisky, mate. He's- He's about to become the starting like a QB for uh, the Steelers, isn't he? Yeah, my my best uh, friend's no. a Steelers fan. Malik Willis, is Malik Willis is going there. Malik Willis <laughs> is going there. Right, Justin Coleman, uh, a guy we yeah, know here. Yeah, the boy. Yeah, the boy. Yeah, the boy. He's back. <laughs> can I, can can he's I a beast. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> Party poppers are going off. Boom. Sorry, I'll carry on. Ones then, by the sounds of it, right. One year, just over $2 million. Um, obviously, he was with the Seahawks in 2017 and 2018, so for the two years there. Um, three interceptions over that time. 
Um, he had that fumble recovery for the touchdown against the Vikings as well, which is a bit of a highlight player. Um, I can remember him jumping in a Salvation Army bucket against the Cowboys, I believe. Um, so we'll, we'll wheel them buckets back to the, that's, the back of the that's end zone. That's why he's the man. That's, that's why, why he's the man. man yeah. That's why. Um, but in terms of other than being the man, what he what he produces on the field, um, I think he's a really solid nickel corner. Um, it's a cheap deal. Um, you know he's going to come in and, yeah, he's been exposed a little bit in terms of when, when QBs have targeted him. But, I mean... Is he any worse than Ugo Mardi? In my opinion, he's not. I think he's a better nickel corner than Ugo Mardi is. Um, so at the end of the day, it is an upgrade, no matter how big or you know the the gap between the upgrade is, no how big of an upgrade it is. It is an upgrade at the end of the day. Um, and and for me, I think Ugo hasn't done enough to 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 warrant his job being safe. Um, so they brought in a guy that they trust, another guy that knows the system, knows Pete Carroll, another guy who spoke highly of Pete Carroll. Um, and and the defensive system, so he's going to pick up the playbook very quickly. He's you know you'd imagine he's going to be a day one starter, and to add a day one starter at the price that we've got him at, um, in a pretty pretty important position, is uh, yeah it's a positive for me. So I'm going to give that one. Oh, what do I give? That? I'll give that a C plus, B minus maybe, stretched to a B minus maybe. What right. do you think, Josh? I'm I'm exactly the same as you, C plus. Um, for me, the B minus would be what he can bring to the team because, like, he's an energy guy. People like him. He loves Seattle. No, he he said that when he left, and he said that when he's come back. He, he loves everything about it, mm. and he's play. He, he play. He knows the team, and for me, that's going to be a big thing. Having someone who's what he's been in the league for eight years, seven years, yeah. and that makes him essentially a veteran. Yep, you know. Yeah, I think it'd be brilliant. Like I said, nickel corner, slot him in there. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say C plus, C plus. And after a couple of games, that may go up to a B minus. But I'm quite happy about this one. And again, he's he's another physical corner. He is, yeah. That we can have in there, and that that's that's all I want to see. Like I said, I, I just want to see our cornerbacks make it so people don't want to run at them or near them. And I think that's when you look at the the cornerback room we've got now. There's there's a hell of a lot of that. There's some bigots that are going to go in. Yeah, they might get beaten over the top a couple of times, but I'm, I'd sacrifice that just to see them absolutely smash Cooper Cup. Not like when it. we get source. Not when we get source Gardner oh, at ninth go. pick. <laughs> see, not happening. Be a little wink there. Go on, then. Right. right, it might happen. Right, come on. From the way that you rolled your eyes when I said C plus there, I'm expecting a high B at the minimum here for Justin Coleman. No, I, I'm I'm gonna say uh, C. Oh, you can't roll your eyes at me then. No, I say C no I'm joking, Jeez. I'm joking. Go on then, give him a B plus. No, no, I am I'm, I'm with you on the I'm with you on the grading because <coughs> he's it's interesting because last year he was at the Dolphins and they've got quite a good defence as it is, so he was only ever going to be a backup. Whereas mm. I genuinely think everyone's just getting their fucking, everyone's just getting their comfort guy, aren't they? Desire's got his little boys and they're going to like have their secret little handshake together and touch each other up. <laughs> Pete's like feeling a bit insecure because he's like, oh, well... I, 
I, I don't know anyone anymore, but do you know what? Oh. Justin, come back, mate. Come back. Oh, yeah. Fucking Justin. No, I remember that time back in the day. But there's a lot to be said for that, though. I mean, you look at like the people that bring in, they brought in two bears that have worked with Desai. So Desai knows them and knows their character. He's not going to sign if they're going to be a bell end and just a piece. And then you've got Coleman, who's come back, that Pete obviously likes, who, like I said, is a high energy guy that the team liked. So they're trying to build people into that team that are going to do something. And they're yeah, going to so want to be there and want to it, play. It's what he said at the end of last season. All the people he's bringing in, like we've said it multiple times, high energy guys. What did he say at the end of last season? He wants to be more aggressive and he, he wants to be faster and aggressive on defense. He's bringing in players like Desai's probably targeted them to and gone, yeah, his stats might not be good, but he's fast and aggressive. That's what you want. Yeah. Like, I think this move as well, I really like this move because I, I always had a soft spot for Justin Coleman in, in, in the back line. Mm. I always thought, like you said, he, he could get beat every now and again. But I always thought he was quite solid. I love watching him play. He wasn't scared to put a hit in. Um, I think it's really good lining him up with uh, Jamal and Diggs. Yeah. Because you got... You got as long as Jamal's shoulders are all right, because that's going very under the radar whether he's actually broken or not. But that's and that's a totally different conversation for later in the off season. But them three fully healthy, that's a scary middle over the unit. Um, middle over the unit, a unit like in the over middle. The middle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So your Cooper Cup, for example, like. Them three could do some serious damage to him over the middle. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do, I, I like it. I like, I do like. It's a nasty signing, isn't it? It's yes, a bit of, that's the one. Yeah. It's it's that fast and aggressive thing. Like, yeah. when you look at our linebacking core now and our, our cornerbacks, any ball that goes into that secondary, the secondary, I just want people to be scared to run it or catch it because I always want the the big thing with the the class receivers is that they will always look at the ball first to make sure they've caught it before they take a hit. Now, that's fantastic, but it gets to a point where when you get hit that many times after carrying a ball or catching a ball, your first reaction is to go, ball's coming, have a look around, oh shit, he's going to come and smash me, and then you've dropped the ball. And that that's the play I want to start seeing. I want to see people be scared to to throw the ball over the top into the middle, anything like that. And with with what we're putting together, I'm hoping that's that's what they're going for. They're going for these players that are that that have the attributes that are going to fit that game plan. Yeah. Rather than just people where we go, oh well, you know, big money signing, or you know, your people really rate you, let's sign you, but you do fuck all for our system. Mm. Um, Jamal Adams, as we've all said, should be a linebacker because he'd be much better at that. But say so LV. Anyway. Yeah. yeah um, you took you took Trey. So I said Source Gardner before, and they probably won't go. Knowing John, he's probably going to trade back, get a load of defensive tackles, like just target fucking Georgia's defense for fuck's sake. Like there's just animals all over that thing. But I'd, I would, the more I watch that, the gardener, like watch his tape and stuff, he just reminds me of Sherman. And if Pete sees that enough, I could actually see him pulling the trigger on that pick because mm. that's what he's been missing 
all this time. If you're going to buy into his philosophy and the way he thinks, he has been missing that corner ever since he let Sherman go and naively thought that Shaq Griffin was the answer. In my right, opinion. Well, well, we, we will broach this on a, a pre-draft uh, oh, we've got plenty of time pod. to duel over. So, yeah. so we, yeah. we've we we have got a lot of uh, options. Yeah. Yes, but we do. Um, we, uh... So, so hypothetically, sorry, just like talking about that is, if you say had you did get Gardner, Jamal, Diggs, Coleman, Trey Brown. Oh. Like I know Trey Brown's not the tallest, but he proved it against uh, Claypool. Mm-hmm. Like you, you bring like you, you man them up, and you man them up. You lock them down, and then you give them that room what Pete's supposed to give them. And I think receivers are going to be more scared if you look at that back line. They're going to be more scared to have the gap because yeah. you're almost saying, "Okay, have the ball, but then I'm going to whack you." I think that's probably more scary to a receiver than actually having someone manned to you. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, and my positive spin on it, just thinking about it now, is maybe all this time that's this new direction they look like they're going with the moves they made is that's what Pete may have been missing all the time with this whole give them 10 yards. Because you're giving them 10 yards with Trey Flowers, who can't tackle. You're giving them 10 yards with Tedrick Thompson. You're giving them 10 yards with Hugo Amardi. Like all these people who just can't cover and can't tackle. Mm. But now you've got Trey Brown, who in a sample size and only a small one showed, he's got the attributes. Diggs has shown it over and over and over again. Jamal's shown it over and over again. Shoulder question marks, in my opinion. And then you just need to find that other corner. Mm. All the building blocks are, are certainly starting to come together. For that um, secondary. Definitely for that secondary, yeah, definitely. Um, Let's get on to the last guy that we've uh, that we've signed from outside of the building, and that's centre Austin Blythe. Um, This was obviously a big talking point in the sense that the centre position is a is a position that should have been you know addressed in the draft or free agency last season, and it wasn't. And we went with Ethan Porter and Carl Fuller, and now they have seemingly gone to some extent to addressing it. Um, I'm not convinced that this is your long term guy yet. Um, but he is in that veteran bracket now. He spent six years in the league, four years with the Rams, um, playing over 48 games there. Um, so he's obviously a, you know, he's obviously a better centre than what we've got. I mean, you don't stay six years in the league as a centre and play something like 75 career games he's played in so far as a, as a bad centre. If you're bad, you don't play that many games. So. Um, I, I, he's, he's certainly going to be an upgrade over Ethan Postick or Carl Fuller. I'm not sold on how big of an upgrade he is. I don't know whether this is the guy that is going to lead that position going forward. Now he's already 29, 30, I think, coming up. Um, so age isn't particularly on his side as a long-term option either. Um, but if this guy can give us a solid few years whilst we try and find the long-term answer at centre, um, whether that's in this year's draft or in, or in the coming coming years, if this guy can be a sort of bridge player at the position where he's going to be an upgrade over Ethan Postick and Carl Fuller and, and offers us some some solid, relatively consistent level of, of play at that position, um, yeah, it, it's got to be looked at in that, ca- in that case. If that's what he is, then, it, then it's an upgrade and it's, and it's a decent signing. 
Um, it's not too much money. I think it's a one-year four million deal. Um, so, yeah, it, it grade-wise, again, it's in that C bracket, maybe pushed to a C plus because he is an upgrade at a, at a position of, of a key need, really. Um, I think he can also slot into the guard position as well at right guard if you need him yeah, to. Um, two seasons at guard for the Rams. Yeah, so he, he does offer that little bit of versatility as well, which might push it up from a C to a C plus then. But um, yeah, I'm, I, I will leave a question mark over whether this is your guy going forward. But yeah, for now, he's an upgrade. So again, cheap deal, one year. Yeah, C plus, C. What do you think, Josh? Exactly the same. To see, it's uh, it's just it's just a depth player. If you ask me, I think it's going to be him and Posic just fighting it out because Posic did improve towards the end of the season. Um, obviously, that that's evident in the rushing yards that we got. Um, but I think it's going to be it during training camp just for these two going head to head to see who's the better one to see who starts yeah. on day one. I think there's a lot of parity between the two. Blythe's obviously older; he's got a bit more experience. But it all depends on who shows up during training camp. Um, because the, the thing you've got with him as well is that he can slot into guard. So he's played at guard in the league. So it just means that we've got that depth at centre and guard now. Which, uh, yeah, see, I'm not going to... He's a centre who, apart from apart from Creed Humphrey, you know, who else are you going to start like banging on the door for and saying, oh, that's an amazing centre signing? No one. But yeah, meh. Meh, it's a C, meh. See, Mer, what do you think, Pez? Um, as I've said multiple times on this podcast, the old line I'm a bit... Mm, um, if I stop talking about him, I'm probably just going to start rambling shite. Um, but did you mention Ethan Polsic? In, in the sense te- that we haven't brought him back, yeah? Yeah, all oh, right, sorry, yeah. Because so, I was going to say, we not brought him back because it's going to be Blythe versus Cal no, they brought Kyle Fuller, oh, Fuller back, so yeah. it's going to be Bly versus Kyle Fuller. But I do remember all I know about the old line. Bly's won that then. All I know about the old line is well, Bly's won it anyway, hasn't he? Because Dick- they just moved Dickerson to the old lines coach. Yeah. He worked with Bly in the Rams, and so did Waldron. There's no competition. Bly, Bly is the starting centre for next year. Unless he's an absolute whiff, but I can't see it happening because he's going to be Dickerson's boy. Because Dickerson was old lines coach at the Rams, and Blythe was a starter there the whole time. So that's my little thing. But I remember last year there was a lot of people talking about the Seahawks should go and get him. So he must be he must he must be respected enough. Mm. by people to say you could expect really good things off him. That's fair enough. Like That's so. my little knowledge on the... I'm not even going to grade it because I just... <laughs> it's all line. You have no idea. It, like, no. Well, no. let's get on to the guys that we've uh, we've brought back because we mentioned one guy there. So let's get on to the guys that we've, uh, that we've brought back into the building. And like I so say, we've just touched on him. One of those guys is Kyle Fuller. I don't think, like I said, I don't think we need to spend too much time on this guy. Um, Move on. Next. It, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense <laughs> to me why we brought him back and not brought Porsick back. I'm not saying Porsick's a million miles. Yeah, I'm not saying Porsick's a million miles better because he's not. But I think he Porsick would make more sense in terms of a depth and a versatility, op- versatility 
option than Carl Fuller. They may still yet bring him back, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, now that we signed Blythe, I, I, I don't see at all where Carl Fuller fits in. Um, if you're bringing him back just to be a depth option, I mean, I think you could find a, a rookie contract guy in the undrafted free agency or, or in the seventh round that you could bring back to back up Austin Blythe if you want. I don't really, I just don't really see the point in this move. Um, he's never proven, never threatened to be a starting quality player with all due respect. Um, he, he isn't good enough and it, it's a little bit of a, I don't. I'll be quite honest. I don't know how much we've retained him for. However, however much we've retained him for is too much. Um, to to be quite frank. So I, if if we're going to go as far down the alphabet as 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 we can, I, I, I'll probably give this a U for ungradable. It's 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 that bad of a signing because I just do not understand it. Um, and he, and he's not a good player with all due respect. He's not a good player. So um, I'll quickly go to you guys for for your quick opinions on that, and then we'll swiftly move on from Carl Fuller. I've I've gone with an F. Like That's an fair F enough. For fuck's sake, yeah. Is that what the F stands for? I just uh, he, the guy just he was awful every single game. Like I can't remember a highlight where he protected anyone or anything. Like, I, I, he's about as much use as a fishnet condom. Zero. I just, I can't, I can't fathom it. The only thing I can think is that wow. they've signed him because, yeah, well. That's um, a new one. I'm writing be- that one down. Yeah, yeah. Fishnet condom. <laughs> That's going into my book of phrases. <laughs> he's, he's, he must just be signed because he's happy to sit in that number two spot. Oh, of course. Like, he is, just, yeah. He's he's not going to start. He knows he's not going to challenge for a start, but he might be able to step in. And obviously, he's been there for a bit. Postage, if he doesn't come back, the reason he doesn't come back is because he feels the starting centre somewhere in the league. Well, um, well, you got to remember, Phil Haynes has come back, and Big Phil. It's Big Phil. It, it, it's like you said, it is it's a bizarre move. There's not much risk to it. They probably paid him peanuts, but. It's just pointless, isn't it? It just is pointless, isn't it's it? It's just so... pointless. It's just it's pointless even talking about it. No, sorry, yeah. like at the end of the day, he's an NFL player. Next. He's a lot. He's he's a lot better than us three in the sport of American football. I don't know. But, I don't know, Pez. Pick yourself up, son. Come on. It, but it is at the end of the day, it is pointless talking about it. Let's move on. Talking about it. Should we talk about someone that is uh, is your little profile? Can we talk on Skype here? I want to talk about one of your boys here, Richard Penny. The the the... I'm going to save big big Richard. Oh, do you want to save save. it? Oh, we can save it. That jacket in his press conference was oh beautiful. Yeah, I need the uh, money. I need the website address for that where I can buy that jacket. He Uh, needs to. He needs to uh, as well. (laughs) Um, I was I was gonna say. We should talk about Will Disley because I feel like this could have a bit of a conversation attached to it. Right. Because it can, yeah. it for me it's simply as just what the fuck. That's, like, that's what I had in my head. From a fan fit from like a fan point of view, it's like Uncle Will, wicked. Great for the culture, culture, not for 24 million. No, <laughs> no, no, um, that's no. an expensive culture. The, um, the, the, the scary thing about so, if I'm right in saying Gerald Everett was given a cheaper deal where he ended up, 
So they must really prioritise Uncle Will. Because just to bring in a side note, John Snyder was on ESPN uh, 710. And he name-dropped a load of young talent he can't wait to see grow. Now, how old is Will Disley? He's not He's not that old, is he? I think he's 25? 26, something like that. He's in that mid, mid-bracket. Right. I still think, with his, with his injuries, mm. I might just be thinking because his injuries, he's not that old. But when he name-dropped a load of players, he name-dropped Kobe Parkinson and all these young players you can't wait to see. So what the fuck have you spent $24 million on Will Disley for, essentially because his highlight thing is he's a great blocker? Yeah. That concerns best, best me. Best blocking tight end of the market, mate. Yeah, but that, that's, that, 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 that's obvious, right? That, so it's the obvious thing is, and everyone will listen and go, shut the fuck up, Pez. It's clearly because Pete's playing Pete ball. He wants a blocking tight end for his running back. But just on a bit of a tangent with this, the concern there is we don't have a running back room, so why pay someone twenty four million when you've not you've not like addressed your biggest need on offense at this moment in time? Like fuck the quarterback. The way Pete wants to play offense, he needs running backs. And we are gonna get on Rashad Penny. But we don't have a running back room. He needs running backs, but he also needs that pass protection. So if you look at the tight ends available in free agency at the moment, all right, Gronk, but he's going back to Tampa Bay. Let's face it, Brady's there. He's going to go and lube himself up and slide right into his DMs. Um, who else have you got? There was Carl Rudolph. And then after that... Evan Ingram. Is Evan Ingram even there? He, he signed. I'm looking the, for the top uh, the 100. Now, but... Well, there you go. So but he the, was available the, at that time, I think. Jordan Aikens as well. But like, I think when you look at it, he's probably the best for what they need. So when you look at the fact that Drew Locke's going to be our quarterback if we don't get anyone else, or whoever it is, they're going to need protection. Okay. You know, they, if we're going to play a peak ball, they need a tight end that can hold up that pass rusher and create that gap. So regardless of if we've got a running back room or not, According to Rashard Penny, him and Carson were going to run it back and be the best one-two punch in the league next season. So whether yeah, that's all smoke and mirrors or... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, am, I am wiping the slate clean with this season. Now we've not got Russell Wilson. This is a new team in my eyes. So that, that, that's all I can fathom where you're going to pay a tight end who hasn't... He's shown flashes of brilliance. Eight mil a year. Eight mil a year. It's it's an E for me. It's it, it's getting to that stage. It, 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 that that contract now puts him in the top fifteen highest paid tight ends in the NFL. I think he's. I think it's an F. I think again, James. I I appreciate you on you trying to you know not be so harsh regrading. He's, but, he's balancing out now. All those it, A's, and I was like, no, F. Fuck it. <laughs> no, it's. It is, though, because it's nothing against Will Disley. No. Now, the interesting thing is, we're going to find out, because everyone said Russ didn't like throwing to the tight end. 
but I disagreed with massively. When he first came into the games? league, Josh. Yeah, but when you first came oh, into yeah, the yeah, league, yeah, Josh, fine. he targeted tight ends like there was no tomorrow. I honestly don't believe in this myth. Look at Will Disley when he first came into the team. Wasn't he the most like targeted receiver until he got injured? Mm-hmm. And then he got injured, and they loved him because he was a culture guy, probably. And then they've now turned him, because he's got probably fragile legs, they've now turned into a blocking tight end. That's how I perceived that whole situation. But it, without Russ there, they might start utilising the tight end again. And then again, like I said, I'm all in on being proven wrong this season. So if Will Disley turns into the receiving machine monster, what he was when he first came to the team, I'll happily say I'm wrong. You've kind of proved why you paid him that much money. But for what we know right now, he's predominantly coming in to be a blocking tight end. And it's a massive overpay. Well, it's, it's, it's eight mil for a player who we know can catch, can make yards and can block. So, but, fair play. Uh, I, I I give it I give it a C. Like I don't understand why it's eight mil, but when you look at all the different facets of his game, what he can do, then it could be a master stroke because then you've got him there blocking, but then you've also got that extra threat to go along with Noah Fan and Colby Parkinson. Well, that's the three tight well, ends. Can I just get my notepad out? Josh rates it a C. <laughs> But that, that that's the thing though. Twenty fifth of the third, two to two, eight forty five. Underline it, while you're there. right? Sorry, but yeah. That, but that's the thing with with Noah Fan. You're gonna have to pay him after this year as well. So how much money are we gonna spend on our tight ends if Will Disley is is on a three year twenty four mil deal? Noah Fant needs paying after at the end of the season. Noah Fant is a top fifteen tight end in the NFL, probably even a top ten tight end in the NFL. How much is he gonna want now? He's seen Will Disley caps, get the, that the contract. Cap goes up though. But the, yeah, the, the cap cap's does gonna go up it's due not to endless, the TV it's money. Not an endless pit, is it? It's 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 not. But you also got to look at the market because there is hardly any tight ends out there. If anyone wants to sign a half-decent tight end, the, there's nothing saying that Seattle didn't have to have a back-and-forth with Disney's agent to find out exactly what he's being offered elsewhere. And that's why they might have that's why they might have reached that, because other people might have been offering him seven, seven and a half. Yeah. So, look, we'll give you eight down the line and then come back three years. All, all I'll say... I can guarantee he didn't get offered anything from anyone else. No. And all I'll say before we leave, will Disney... I'll ask him. I'll get him on the blower. Which... <laughs> <laughs> big, big Willie, can you? Uh, big Willie, big Willie, yeah. Just sit drink. Well, <laughs> dig you out the hole there with Big Willie. Um, would you rather have spent that money on Will Disley or re-sign Bobby Wagner then? Because for me, it, 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 I, I would much rather re-sign, put that money that we've spent towards Will Disley, re-sign Bobby Wagner, and and, and just roll with Noah Fant, Colby Parkinson, and whoever you want to draft or, or sign a, 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 a much cheaper tight end. Because with, with Noah Fant, you've got your tight end one anyway. So why are we paying three years, 24 mil for a tight end two? When it you can just, it you've got Colby Parkinson, Noah Fant, and then you can draft a fucking yeah. tight you've end. Got, you've got guys who can block. You've got Travis Maybury, can block. You? Yeah, Travis Homer can block. DJ Dallas can block. All these guys can can. Bl- I just, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it's beat I like Travis him. Homer up. 
get him on the fucking line. <laughs> yeah, yeah see, the, the, the thing that you're not looking at is it depended on the packages that Waldron wants to run. Because, for example, if he wants to run a package which has got all three tight ends in with Travis Homer, say, in the backfield, because he's going to have Disley blocking and he's going to have Homer blocking extra to give whoever the quarterback is more time to throw to his receivers, then they're invaluable. Now, if you have someone like Noah Fant, he's going to get run over. If you have that, is it Tyler May, Maybury or whoever that fucking fourth choice one is that no one's ever seen, we're screwed. You bring in a rookie who can't block, then those schemes all go to shit. These signings must be made for a reason. So we said it about the, the free agent signings that we brought from outside the organisation. The ones from inside the organisation that must have the exact same feel about it. Because they know Will Disley knows the system. He spent a year studying Waldron's offence. And as a result now, he's come back on a big contract. But as of next year, it doesn't really matter. Then he's got to be being paid that for a reason. The same as all these other players being brought back. They're being paid and brought back in for a reason. And whether that's for the greater good or it's just because they like him in the building, it doesn't really matter. I, I think Pete and John in... love to waste fucking cap space because of dickheads. Well, they better have a plan with him for that amount of money anyway. But, uh, yeah. Or else me and James again are pitchforks and fire sticks oh, we and are. we're going to Seattle. Oh, we're on the, we're on the easy jet. We're on the easy jet. Here we go. <laughs> right, Al Woods. Now, now we can all get behind Al Woods, can we? Big Al. Love it. Love yeah. Big Al. Love it. 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 Two years, nine million. I mean, he's just a beast, isn't he? The, the big, big boy in the middle, and and just on a him side in, note as well, that that interior him in Q, line. Him and QE Jeff. Him and QE Jeff. Oh him my. QE Jeff, Ooh. Shelby Harris, Puna, Big Brian Money. That that's we've got some muscle in there, haven't we? Um, yeah, it gives me a twitch. It gives me a little twitch when I think about it. I look twitch. at it. Oof. We can save that for after the pod then. Um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, <laughs> It, it's a good C plus. Think of it like that, you dirty bastard. Yeah, well, that's what you made it sound like. C minus B plus. It, it's in that range. C minus C plus B minus. I got my my grades mixed up there. That wouldn't be the first time, knowing my education record. Uh, C plus B minus. Is can uh, spell fudge with your educational record, mate. Just grade in, will you? And then we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, um, I I agree with what you're saying. He's he's quite simple, isn't he? He was one of our best players on the line last year I'd say mm-hmm. and w- with all the added pieces you can start you can start seeing the picture evolving a little bit more like how it could become a really good front seven on paper yeah Josh I'm going B, I'm B plus for Big Al because he is one of those defensive tackles who Stuffs the run, gets through his offensive line and just creates holes and pressure for people. I think that's that is for he's a, a proper veteran and that is a really savvy signing for my liking. That's that's bringing in someone back who they know contributes, they know what they're getting and they know exactly where to place him in that line. And also having someone like that with people like Puna Ford, Brian Monet as well, as when you've got Shelby Harris as well. The Shelby Harris and him being able to teach those other two younger lads the ropes. Fantastic yeah. signing. I'm all about that one. Yeah. Lovely. Sydney Jones signed a one-year $3.6 million contract, a guy that I've banged the drum on this podcast before when I uh, had had been sailed down the river one too many times on this podcast over him. I think I've been proven right with Sydney Jones. Um, one-year $3.6 million Good player, um, 
like I say, his health is up and down, so he's a little bit inconsistent in terms of how much time he spends on the field. But when he is on the field, I think he's always doing something good. I think he does more things well. Um, he's not a, an elite corner by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a good, solid starting corner. And on one year, 3.6 mil, can't go wrong, really. C plus, B minus, easy. C, C easy, because I think he's he's going to be that... When you think about the like Legion of Boom and you think about that elite like backline we had, you look at the backup corners, the rotational corners. I could see him filling that role. I don't I can't see him being the starter, but I can definitely see him filling that like sneed role and stuff like that where they rotate in and out. Mm. But I could see him kinda of did it last year, didn't he? Yeah, I can did kind you. of see him doing the same, but at a better level. And I think with DJ Reed not being back as well, I think it was important to get to get depth there and 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 keep quality at the position. So yeah, it's a really really good signing for me, Josh. Yep, exactly the same as you boys. I, I'm going to say C on that. Well, I think he's going to be a great rotational player. He showed out in a couple of games. Like he was starting to show the the form he had when he was at Washington in college. I'm I'm a bit excited to see what he does with this because if he's got the opportunity now, he's been re-signed after proving himself last year, and if he takes it by the scruff of the neck, he could end up being a starter. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's not out of the equation. Um, let's go on to a guy that we all absolutely love. That's Quandre Diggs or Nino, yes. as he likes to go by. Um, three years, thirty-nine mils. We'll round it up to forty for the sake of remembering it. Three-year, forty million dollar contract. Um, I think we're Worth all absolutely. Every penny. Yeah, I think we're all absolutely over the moon with that. That's Worth every penny. He's a guy who deserves to get paid. Um, obviously, it was heartbreaking the way his, his season ended. And I think we all feared that he was going to go into free agency, not just not a member of the Seattle Seahawks, but struggled to maybe find a contract that he deserves and earns and maybe even find a team with that injury. You know, it was just an awful thing to happen to him. Um, but the Seahawks have had his back. They've they've extended him like they should have done. And um, he's a, he, he's... He's a massive leader on that defense. He's a massive leader for the entire team now that some of the players that have gone this season so far, he's, he's, he's a massive figurehead on that team now, and, and especially on that defense. Um, and he's a pro ball slash all pro player. And, and you keep hold of those guys when you can. And, and if you can, you keep hold of those guys. And, and we have, he's a, he's a massive part of the defense. And yeah, it's a, that's an A, A plus. I, I I I might even give that an A plus to be honest. I, I I know that seems maybe a little bit over the top, but I I can't see anything bad about that. It 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 has to be an A at least. I don't know what you think. Yeah. He was the he was the most. I'm just going to agree. Yeah. Yeah. He was the he was the must signing of the off season really. Um. So, yeah. You can't like. There's not really much more to add from what you said. He, he, they, they had to bring him back. They brought him back, and mm-hmm. it's the main one. We, we've got we've got two high paid safeties now, but they both do a job. Quandre is is a leader on the team. People love him as well. The team loves him. The, the fans love him. I, I think it was, just, it was just a no brainer really to bring him back. I think he's worth every single penny, especially if he, he keeps performing the way he has done. Yeah, I'm I'm all over that. Yeah, yeah, super worth it. Um, we've saved the guy till till Pez requested as last Rashad Penny. 
um, one year, $5.75 million. Um, it's in that nice sort of bracket of a prove-it deal. It, it's not too much as, you know, it's it's too much for a prove-it deal. It's it's a nice deal. It, it gives him that flexibility to earn a longer contract. And Pez, I'm going to let you have the floor for this one. I think he's a, uh, you, you were banging the drum for it's itching for re-signing him. So here we go. We've done it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy about this one because I know everyone just jumps down his throat and says, He's got injury issues. He's got injury issues. But I said it on a pub previously, except for the major one he had, what could derail his whole career? Like, it it, it could. It's still an unknown quantity at this moment in time. But before that, his injuries were no different to any running back in the league. I think one injury, he missed a couple of practices and played. He missed a game or two. Uh, I don't personally see that as someone being injury prone. I think people misconstrue it because his latest injury was a major one. What kept it out for nearly a full season and a bit. Mm. And I think people like the goldfish ball, what the NFL is, see that and just go, Oh, he's been out. He's out, he's out all the time. It's like, he's not. People just don't realize it because when he first came to the team, he just played fucking service boy for Chris Carson. Yeah. So I think people are misscrewing it because they didn't see him on the field that much. And then like we spoke about multiple times with him, when he was on the field, he wasn't getting enough time to get his wheels going. So I think people misconstrue this whole injury prone for, no, he's just had one bad injury. We need to find out what, that injury has lasting effect on. Now, in my personal opinion, the more you look at the stats he put up at the end of last year and he hasn't picked up an injury, mm-hmm. I'm confident that, and when we do a hot takes episode, before, like as we do before the start of the season, it's going to be a hot take of mine, this, that I think he's going to be healthy the whole season through. And I think a lot of people who had doubts are just going to sit back and go, wow, so I'm so happy we brought him back. Then our biggest issue is, why didn't we sign him for more years and take a risk? Because then when he smashes it all next year and stays healthy, we ain't keeping him because every single man and the dog's going to come for him. Fair. Josh? Yeah, that's pretty fair analysis, that, to be honest. I mean... I, I think people, like you said, look at the injury and think he's always injured. Christian McCaffrey is injured quite a lot as well. However, he's had the time to prove it before his injury, so everyone raves about him. I, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I think Rashad proved last season what he can do, and he, he silenced a lot of doubters. He said, I'm, I was one of his doubters, and then he came in and just absolutely smashed it. Um, I this one for me. I'm going to mark him as a B because I want him to improve. So if he starts and finishes this season the way he finished last season, that's going up to an A star. Easy, but yeah, and and his fashion sense is bang on. As I said before, that that jacket he wore for his interview. Love that. Oh yes, I like it. Right. Let's have a look then at some of the guys that are still potentially available. And if there are any names that we like to look at that Seattle should 
add before the end of well not before the end of free agency but in the next couple of weeks and as we go go ahead towards the draft and stuff is there anyone that you Uh-oh. want to sign i was gonna i was gonna say james uh, have you got a list of names like the top free agents of firing house I've got the top list of 101 free agents, according to yeah. NFL uh, Network or NFL Trade Rumors or whatever it's called. Um, I don't know if you want me to sift through every single one of them, but for you, I can. But uh, Maybe if, just the top. Maybe just the top, top ones. Top 10? Top 10? Yeah. Should right. we yeah, start maybe... from 10? Let's do, let's do a countdown, because 10, I think everyone's going to go, get to fuck. Right, well, <laughs> 10 is Antonio Brown. <laughs> So I think we can all... He's, he's had his chance in Seattle, hasn't he? He had his chance last Whoa. year to come to Seahawks. So. Well, one minute. You're not going to bang Carroll's... the drum for AB. Pete, Pete Carroll's all about second chances, guys. Right. Well, he's, he's not he's about, about AB, eighth, then. mate. Yeah, he's the, not about the, his eighth. The guy needs checking into a psychiatric ward. He Pete... needs mental assistance. Pete, Pete and... Carroll's second chance talk, did, if you watch the presser, was so funny because it's almost like he needs a second chance on his life support machine because his waffle at the start of that fucking presser, I thought he was having a stroke. I didn't know what was going on with him. It was just like, blah, 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 blah. I was like, fuck me. You talk about second chances, mate. You need to go and get some fucking fresh air, pal. I have no idea how Pez got onto that, everyone, but there we are. Number oh. nine, Melvin Ingram, Edge from the uh, from the Chiefs. That could be in play, potentially, maybe a little yeah. bit expensive, but... <laughs> You know, he's a name that I like, so that's there. Um, he did he did some nice things for the Chiefs, so I, I wouldn't be, if the money was right, I wouldn't be annoyed at that. Yeah. I'm just looking at number one, by the way, looking ahead, and, and I can already tell don't Pez's fucking, reaction. Don't don't. Just don't I know what Pez's reaction start. is going to be. We're going so. to leave that name. No, we're not. We're going to get there. Number eight oh, is Julio fuck. Jones. <laughs> Julio Jones, number eight. Nope. One year deal, Julio? Nope. No. No. Okay. He's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver room wrecker. He's a wide. Oh, that's easy to say. Put your teeth back in. A wide receiver room wrecker. Deary me. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like it. Number seven, JC Tretter, center from Cleveland. <laughs> Obviously, we've just signed Austin Blythe, but you that's know, no go. How 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 injured is uh, Baker Mayfield all the time? We'll leave that one fucking in the bin. Okay. Number six. Trey Flowers, not that Trey Flowers before your heart start going. Trey, uh, Trey with a Y. Trey with a Y, yes, from Detroit. Ed from Detroit. Yeah. Again, potentially in play. Again, potentially a little bit of an expensive move. I'm not sure how much we cap we have left after the moves. I think it's about 15 million, I think. Um, so, I mean, I think you could probably afford him, but 29. Not a long time. What do you, you, you like that one, Pez, with your thumbs up there? You having that one? No, Trey sorry. Flowers? I'm. I've been trying to get Josh back on my screen for a while. I've missed his face. All right. And I've eventually found him again. Right. Number five. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say his name, but I, I we're just going to skip straight over oh, because I don't so want to say it with tears in your eyes. Yeah, I'll say it with tears in my eyes. And that is, of course, Bobby Wagner, um, linebacker from the Seattle Seahawks. 32, 100% I'd take that guy. Meant he's to be a good really player, good. Isn't he? yeah. He's meant to be. He's meant to be like one of he's the meant... best linebackers to ever play the game. Uh, I heard. See, funnily enough, I've heard back. that. I've heard that as well. Uh, number four, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, a guy. No, he can No, I've always liked Tyron Matthew. I, 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 I like him. I can't help. Have you seen like the? It. Have you seen the? Fucking 
stupid shite he's doing all over his social media, like all these like yeah. little stupid, oh, just fuck off, mate. You did it at the Cardinals, you're doing it at the Chiefs, do one. We did not interested. Russell, Russell Wilson's social media for, for a while, though. No, but Russell Wilson just cares about... Russell Wilson's completely different. He's just like about himself and his money and his legacy. That's fair enough, then. Number three... Like a child. I think we've already spoken about him off air between myself and Josh, and that was Stefan Gilmore, uh, cornerback from the Panthers, 31. Doesn't make sense if you're in a rebuild kind of retooling mode for me. I think you sign him if you're a contender and you want to win now, then sure, sign Stefan Gilmore for a year. If you're a team like us, I don't really see the point in signing a Stefan Gilmore. He's not going to be cheap. He's had a little bit of an injury history as of late, and he's not been the same player as when he won the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, so for me, I think you give that one a miss. I think you can find better value at the cornerback position if we still want to add there in the draft or in free agency. Um, number two, this is an interesting one. It, it already seems like a foregone conclusion what's going to happen with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, but we uh, we talked about him on this pod before when he was uh, was rumoured to be interested in coming to Seattle. I was I was quite hopeful that he would because uh, it's my opinion that you can't have too many good wide receivers he is a good wide receiver played well for for LA he's going to be wanting a decent amount of money would anyone take it I mean say say hypothetically we do get rid of one of Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf do we would you then go in for Odell Beckham to ease that ease that sort of pain what's just just quickly what's the foregone conclusion with Odell Beckham that he's going to go back to the Rams, for me. I know there's I, reported interest from the Browns again, but I'm not I don't think that. there was probably reported interest from the Chiefs now as well. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah. But I don't buy. How I see Aldo Beckham working out is with his injury. I don't think anyone's going to pick him up until later into preseason, into camp, where they get a bit of a clearer understanding of what his injury actually is and it wouldn't surprise me if he's either a, a, a camp signing for like the Rams or someone or literally he's meant he's due back in November I think so maybe even a during the season signing for a team who might be a contender who need a wide receiver I don't actually buy that the Rams are gonna they, they don't really have the cap at the moment I I, I don't know if they're gonna risk it on a guy who is an unknown quantity at this moment in time, injury-wise. True. True. So, that being said, I wouldn't like to go for him at all. And It wouldn't make sense to me, no. At this stage, no, it doesn't make any sense. Um, Number one is uh, the moment that I've been waiting for. That is Mr. Game Wrecker himself, Jadevian Clowney. Uh, I mean, hey, look, you've said it himself. Second chances... Second chance oh, in no. Seattle. Second chance no. in Seattle for Big JD. Do you know? Do you know what? <laughs> it's not the name I thought you were going to say. Oh, who did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Baker Mayfield. Oh, no. he's not no, a he's free not agent, agent, mate. Is he? True, actually. He might be true. soon. He might be soon. Thank, thank, for, thank foot for that, because my blood was boiling. Did you even <laughs> clowny? Wasn't even on my radar. I'm not even interested. He's, he's just a wasted entity. That guy. Good player. I'm going to try and get you he's, to bite on Jadavion Clowney. He's no, because he is good. And you know what? If he, if he wasn't if he wasn't a bitch this time, and he actually took 
a club-friendly deal and came back to Seattle, if he liked the place, then it would just literally put Daryl Taylor's stock through the roof. Yeah. Daryl Taylor will probably go double digits next year with him on the line. Easily. That's fair. I, like I say, I, I don't know how much money Clowney's going to be wanting. He had a decent season last season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I do like him. But for me, again, we do need Edge. And I'm going to throw a name out here that is on this list at number 70. Uh, that we we are, we've become accustomed to knowing mm. who he is last season. Uh, that's Arden Key in terms of the edge rushes that are available that would make sense in terms of not only their age, but potentially what they would cost and the upside for production. Because um, there's guys on here like Jason Pierre-Paul and, you know, I'm, I'm just looking Established, at... Established, but old Yeah, Calais Campbell and stuff like that. who were good players and, you know, Carl, obviously you've got Carlos Dunlap is, is on there now as well and, and stuff like that. But in terms of guys that would come in and, and still have... You, you would think quite a few good years ahead of them still. Arden Key's only 26. Um, he's a good player. I think he had about six and a half sacks last season for the 49ers. Um, he's had a few injury problems. Obviously, he broke his foot earlier in his career, and he's and he's been up and down in terms of player time. But he played the majority of last season for the 49ers, and he had a career year. Um, he's now a free agent. He's, he's, he's wanting to get paid. And I think you could work out, if you can work out a deal with him in terms of still needing edge help, I think Arden Key could be a really smart signing. Obviously, a little bit wary of taking edge rushes from from San Francisco after our experience with Kerry Hyder. Um, but I think Arden Key is a better player. He's than gone Hyder. back. They've signed. He's him gone back. back as well. They've fleeced us. They've absolutely fleeced us. Um, but yeah, uh, for me, I think one that makes sense in terms of the edge positions. I was looking at positions in need, and and Arden Key stood out for me for the one that made more sense. So that's a guy that I'm going to throw out there as a name that I would quite like to see. Um, Josh, is there anyone that's uh, catching your eye on there, or who's maybe not oh, on there yeah. that you can think of? No, no. So looking through the list, I mean, there are certain people. I I I take a punt on Eric Fisher. He's 31. But he does a job, and he's yeah. a good offensive lineman. Um, I would also be calling Jarvis Landry. You'd be calling Just Jarvis say, Landry? Yeah, as our wide receiver three, because D. Eskridge hasn't really proved himself. I'd want someone, he's, he's 29. I, I rate Landry. Um, expensive. I think he's right? one of the, yeah, but it all depends on what you can get him for and what his market's like, doesn't it? True. And this is where this just a telephone call. Because I mean, you look at the other wide receivers that are out there. We've already discussed with the Antonio Belen Brown. Yeah, you've got Will Fuller, who eh, I've never really been part of the hype. Cole Beasley, no thank you. Do not spread that COVID. You unvaccinated twant. <laughs> um, T. Y. Hilton, A. J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, all of them plus thirty. Not a chance. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins was another one that I. I I genuinely thought about them. And then there's, you've got people as well. Like if you look at cornerbacks, you've got your Xavier Rhodes, Kyle Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. Um, there, there, I like there's Kyle a few Fuller. that I, I do. I think there's a few that you could take a punt on. If you could get them on team friendly deals. Yeah. I, I'd be happy with. Um, But I mean, there's no one that stands out. It's, it's all the, the free agent class this year, especially the top players as they're rated here. Mm. They're all, touching 30 or beyond 30 which based on the 
the demographic of players that we seem to be signing is is outside what we want. I mean, Calais Campbell, I still think at 36, I think he'd, he'd come in and do a job. Yeah, he would. But he's he's 36. He's he's far too old for this now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think my 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 two priorities there would be Fisher and I'd probably go with a a Landry. Um possibly Fuller just to fill that wide receiver three mm. or Sammy Watkins They're, they'd be the only ones just to try and add some depth there and a bit of experience if, if I was going for edge I'd go back for Carlos Dunlap but we've, we've burned that bridge yeah I, I like Daryl Williams on there as well as a running back option from the Chiefs in terms of the kind of scheme that we'd want to run um, I think you could get him on a decent deal and uh, I think he's a decent player is there anyone that you've got in mind Pez that you that you'd like to sign or yeah, I like I like the look of um, Akeem Hicks. I'd like right. them to at least see what that would cost them. Well, he's always been Desai as well. Yep, he's always been linked with us for the last couple of years. Be good to get him in and see what he's about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Anthony Barr as well. Does he still? Does he still have it at thirty? I don't know, but he, he he can he can be quite productive. Um, what about what just what about Carl Van Noy whilst we're on linebackers there? He signed for someone, hasn't he? Has he? Is Carl I'm Van Noy signed? I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, the other day, I thought did I saw something the, as well. Did he go back to the Patriots on it? Something like that. Someone's um, someone's. But do you know who I've seen here at linebacker who? His stats might make him cheap, but he's good in coverage. He's a good communicator. He runs round and like flies around the field. Is Kazeel White, the linebacker from the Chargers, only twenty six years old? The, the rumors are that he'll go back to the Chargers, but it's a name I came across the other. Uh, other day, and he's I forgot about him, and he's in this list here. What mm. I've just come across, he's ranked 72, so he's not like a statty guy. But like we were saying before, with that line linebacker group, he's like he's got good leadership, communicational skills. Slot him in there with your Cody Bartons and your Jordan Brooks and the new guy from the Chargers. Mm. I still can't say his name confidently. Just call him Uche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I could, I, he could recruit. It'd be him. interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see. Only twenty six years old. It'd be interesting to see him. You've got Indomicus uh, Sanu. Does he still have it for the D line? Indomicus Sanu. Mm. He's. It, I, I'm sorry. He's just a bell end though. I, he I, is. I just, I just hate him. But, I just hate him. <laughs> but he loves rolling Russell. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be yeah. great? I mean, don't want to see anyone get injured, but wouldn't it be fucking great? As, as, <laughs> as we're looking at this, and obviously we're, we're looking at, we've, we've had that talk about you don't want Baker Mayfield, but I'd give Baker a shot because entertainment. Mm. And I'd literally, I would, I would put stipulations in his contract that if he broke any of those things by way of media relationships with anyone, he's, he's out on his ass. But so, in, in, based, sorry to interrupt. Say, in based what on, capacity? In what capacity? Um, I'm just interested. In what capacity would you take Baker Mayfield? So, what would you give up for Baker Mayfield? Uh, How would you bring him in? I give him a third or two fourths. No, 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 no. no. Free agent or nothing. Right, right. So, 
I don't like that one little bit, right? Because Pete's come out multiple times and said, QB competition, that is the thing we're getting. It's Drew Locke, Geno Smith. Who's still not actually signed for us yet. Yeah, but it's essentially wait for his DUI to get sorted out and he's back in the field. So it's Drew Locke, Geno Smith, Easton, and then you'd imagine a rookie, right? Matt Corral or whatever. And he talked about QB competition. You waste a third on Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield isn't coming into this team to have a competition. He's coming in as, I'm number one. I'm going to be a fucking problem. Now, if he gets released from the Browns and he gets humbled by that experience, bring him in. So if he gets released and he's a free agent and he's not a prick about it, you bring him in. If he shows that he's humble about it and he's willing to have a competition and go, well, do you know what? I'll fucking prove myself. Then I will bring him in on them terms. But his ego, he he plays with his ego far too many times. Thing is, as well, is if in terms of giving up assets for him, you've got to take on his contract, and I think he's on about, I think he's due about eighteen million this year. So if he's a free agent, then you can sort of negotiate a new contract with him, and, and it's it's not going to be anywhere near that. It might be closer to about ten million, eleven, sort of that that sort of price range, and then you can work with it. But I, I'm with Pez. I think if Baker Mayfield, wherever he goes, um, he, he's not going to go anywhere where he doesn't feel like he's going to be the starter. Um, he's the number one overall pick. Even like you can see that with guys like Clowney, and you know, Clowney's not going to sign anywhere where he's just going to be a rotor, he's going to want to be a three down kind of guy. Um, and and Baker's not going to want to come in and and have a competition with with Drew Locke. And I think it is it, 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 bad, is he going to be bad for the locker room? There's always that potential as well, bringing in with someone like Baker. Is he going to be a the apple that, up, that upsets a, an apple cart potentially? I just think. With all the headlines that are going on in Seattle at the minute, I think what Seattle need to do in a way is, and in terms of the guys that they bring in as well, I don't mind this year having no big guys coming into the organisation in terms of the big headlines, that, that, which is what Pete and John normally do. For once, with all the headlines being Russell Wilson and Bobby, let's just go about our business quietly this year, get things ironed out, sorted out behind the scenes, and move, like bringing a Baker Mayfield in now, for me, I just think, the, the amount of the media storm and the shit storm of <laughs> honestly it would just be absolute chaos man also, so, with with, also. with with that being said before we go down too much of a i hate baker rabbit hole because you have kind of persuaded me that it's uh it's possibly not the best move but if if we're looking at competition um let's say theoretically we don't sign gino okay which i wouldn't be mad about because meh um QBs that are currently free agents. Now, the first Please two, I know, I, I know for definite, are going to be a no. But the last one, I love. So Cam Newton. Um, I think he's on a visit with the Panthers that I've just seen as breaking news. By the way. But there we go. Um, Andy Dalton, the yes, Red Rocket. The Red Rocket. Um, or my personal favourite, if you want a game manager, Ryan Fitzpatrick. What, Fitz you magic. To, you have to wheel him out to the bloody group. If you if you get Fitz magic, we get a decent O line and can protect <laughs> him. He might actually last six games. If you get Fitz magic in, you're essentially saying we're tanking this season, but we're going to do it fun. Yeah, 
Because he 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 brings the fun, doesn't he? Does. Did, did, but, like, did you see did you see him shirtless in the snow uh one of Buffalo's games last season when he, he I think he was in the playoffs yeah. and he didn't have like he was not signed. Yeah. Yeah, and he was there with his top off, like showing showing the dad bod rig, you know, loving life. I was like, I'd love that guy to play for my team. Just just as like um, our backup QB. Did you see him as like did you see as well, like you've been on the beers too much. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you'd have to get back in shape anyway. Fuck, that's right. Um, the thing is, as well, the, the, back on like the QB situation, like people said Cam, but you're not going to bring Cam in because Cam in his head is a starter. I'm a starter, yeah. Baker, I'm a starter, Dalton, you could bring him in. Because he doesn't bits magic at his age. His age, no, he doesn't. Now, how I look at it is, Pete's completely like we said multiple times in previous podcasts. Pete has literally gone all all in on himself. Now, this is this is like James's in a gambling analogy of I went all in on poker, went bust, and someone I lent someone else's money to buy back in to go all in again. That's mm. like how deep he is in all in on himself. You pick a so-and-so starter in free agency. Like I said on the last podcast, that gets you sacked when it goes wrong. Do you know what the thing is as well for me before we wrap the pod up? I think we're talking about bringing quarterbacks in. And for me... If you bring in a Baker Mayfield, a Cam Newton, a, a Fitzpatrick, whoever, right? Are any of those guys going to be that much better or even better than Drew Locke is anyway this season? And B, like you're going to have to give up. Say, if, if we trade for Baker, we have to take on his salary and you give up draft capital. And he's probably not that much better of a quarterback than Drew Locke is anyway. Drew Locke's still young. He's still got the potential of upside in a new system. Like, if we, for me... I see, I, I see this whole thing about finding the starting QB for this year. We've got it in true luck, really. I, I don't see why we need to go and go and get one of these veterans or like a Baker Mayfield and pay money for them and give up potential draft capital for them when, when we've got I'm, a true I'm luck. Not, I'm not saying I'd go and do it actively. I'm just saying if it happened, I'd, I'd be along for the ride on that. I'm hmm. with you on Drew. I think there's a few people now that are starting to get their head around the Drew Lock thing. And I'm with you on that. I'm I'm all in for Drew Lock to be our starter this year, purely because he has got a lot to prove. He's got some fantastic weapons around him. And if he can manage the game the way that Waldron wants it to be managed, we could do some play well. We, we could do quite well. You know, eight wins, nine wins. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then it's something to build on going forward. Because at the end of the season, to go, look, we tried it. Didn't quite work. You know, we got rid of a lot of our stars. Let's just go again next year and depend on what draft pick we get. Because we've got quite a lot of draft capital now. Yeah. Who's to say we don't trade to get Bryce Young yeah. next year or, yeah. or whoever else comes out of nowhere? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm all for it. Um, cool. Well, lads, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up nicely. Uh, we've gone over the guys that we've re-signed and the guys that we brought in and cast our eyes over them. Um Stick around because we'll be going over the guys that we've let go and haven't re-signed yet. 
um, in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back soon for that episode. And obviously, as we all know, the draft is right around the corner now, um, just about a month away now. So we're coming right into the home stretch of talking about the draft. So we're going to kick off all that soon as well, um, doing mock drafts and guys that we like. And that, that that's, a, that's a whole world of fun around draft season. And, and we're relevant this year. We've got the number nine pick as of now. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun with it. A lot of guys that we could break down. Um, but yeah, in terms of what's coming up next, we're going to have the guys that we've let go, similar sort of format to tonight, and uh, and we'll cast our eyes over them and feel like discuss why why those reasons why that uh, that we haven't re-signed those guys. But uh, for now, thanks Pez, thanks Josh, um, be another good one, and uh, yeah, go Hawks, man. Go Hawks. Yeah, go Hawks. <laughs>